You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Carinante. Adam Weinrib is still on vacation. He'll be back um, next Monday. Um, and we got some Yankee stuff to talk about, guys. Uh, I wouldn't call it a loser Monday podcast like we usually have done so many times this season. Um, the Yankees didn't entirely bring it home. They captured the first two games of the series in Oakland, which were pretty exhilarating, got them up to 13 straight victories, um, and then dropped the last two. What are you going to do? We got people complaining about it. We're probably going to yell at those people for complaining because let's look at the reality of the situation. The Yankees are 21 and six in the month of August. If you're mad about them not catching the Tampa Bay Rays, I truly don't know what to tell you. The Rays are one of the three best teams in baseball. Uh, the only two teams better than them are the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, uh, two perennial contenders in the National League, um, two of the deepest rosters in all of baseball. So, I mean, I don't know what you want. Uh, blame the Orioles, if anything. The Rays are 18 and one against the Orioles this year, which is just unfathomable. And the Orioles shouldn't even be in Major League Baseball uh, at this point. But anyway, guys, this is the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Once again, you already know that. But head on over to Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Give us a mailbag question. Give us something else to talk about because we're just going on Yankee Twitter. We're seeing what the ridiculous shit that these people are saying, and now we have to call it out because we can't enjoy winning 13 of our last 15. We really got to complain about it. Um, anyway, maybe those people would be better suited to just in, in, indulge in some self-care. You know, Stop worrying about the Yankees. Shave your pubes. 
Let's talk about Manscaped. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide, a true movement who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com and wait for it, guys. This is what you call a deal. 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, that is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Uh, guys, this fourth generation trimmer, it's a good one. Uh, it's got a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Absolutely crucial. A 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. You're traveling a lot. You don't want that thing turning on and tearing up your bag. I'll tell you that. Um, it's even waterproof. You can do it in the shower. Put down one of the drain catchers. You're all set. No one's ever going to know you shave your pubes. Flush them right after. Easy stuff. Easy way to dispose. Um, so if you're interested in this deal, uh, multi-use Manscaped too. You can shave your uh, your nose and ear hair if you want. There's there's an adapter for that. For a great life, dude. Uh, if you're interested in the deal, you can get 20% off again and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. One more time, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Yes, they will. Uh, are we thanking the Yankees today? I am. Guys, how bad? How bad was the first three and a half months of the season? Please tell me. You know. You know how bad it was. We were sitting through it every episode of the this, this, this podcast had no fans subscribing. It was all haters. It was all Red Sox fans. It was all Astros fans. It was everybody who loved to watch the Yankees. It was probably a lot of Met fans. Look at the Mets right now, dude. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Do we, do we even waste our breath talking about them today? Oh, but anyway, Yankees went 13 straight heading into Saturday. Um, and then the offense goes silent. I, I mean, what do you guys want? You want this offense to be humming at all at all times? It's simply not going to happen. You know, they took it to the Braves and they took it to the A's in the first two games of the series. They scored 15 runs and then they ended by scoring three combined runs. Look. They faced uh, Frankie Montas on Saturday, who very good pitcher. Uh, he he was uh, one of the he was one of the prospects acquired from the Dodgers a couple of years back. I forgot what deal it was, but he was he's a serious guy. He's a very good pitcher. You could argue that Paul Blackburn probably had no uh, probably had no business doing this to the Yankees in the manner in which he did. But we've seen the Yankees' offense go cold, and it doesn't really matter who they're facing from a starting pitcher's standpoint when they go silent they go silent it's a sad state of affairs and how and really are, we're going to get on the Yankees case th this much they win 13 out of their last 15 the A's are a team mind you fighting for their playoff life they they had endured I think they lost eight of ten before facing the Yankees or something something like that and they had fallen out of the wild card right now the Yankees and the Red Sox lead the wild card the uh these are two and a half games back of the Red Sox were two two games up on the Red Sox so did you really think the Yankees were going to sweep this series in in a in a stadium where they're they haven't been successful once again, as we talked about on Friday? Um, they were seven and twenty one coming into this series in their last twenty eight games at the Coliseum. So to get greedy and think we're going to sweep this series, especially a four game series is insane. And, and to be angry at the offense after all they've done over the last however long. I mean, come on, we've gotten clutch hits after clutch hits. We've gotten 
the offensive explosions exactly when we when we've needed them. And now this is where we're going to draw the line. Guys, we we got to we got to temper the expectations at this point. The Rays would have to the Rays would have to collapse for us to win the division. Is it out of the question? No, they're up five games. It's really not. It's not anything insurmountable, but it's probably not the likeliest. I mean, what at this point, the Yankees would really have to go on another run in September. I'm sorry, they're up six games. So yeah, that that's that seems even worse. Um, the Yankees would have to go on a serious run, and the Rays would have to the Rays would have to really falter. And the Yankees hardly gained ground on the Rays during their during this stretch of games when they won when they went 21 and six. They won 13 in a row. They were like eight and a half game back of the Rays. They gained two and a half games after all that. The Rays are a good team, guys. There's and they're the antithesis of the Yankees. So it's going to be hard to catch them in the regular season. Am I fully confident we could beat them in a playoff series? Absolutely. There's no question about it. We got a deeper rotation. Our bullpen's a little bit problematic, which we'll talk about in a second, but the offense is better. The Rays strike out a ton. If our starting pitching can can rise to the occasion, do what they've done most of this year. We're, we're in a huge advantage. I'd rather not face them, but this is what it's going to come down to. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, I can't tell you what to do because we know how mad you get when I tell you what to do, but it's simply not tenable to live through the lens of trying to chase every team ahead of you. I understand we want the Yankees to succeed and be the best they could possibly be, but why don't we just take, why don't we take a playoff berth at this point with how bad this team was again in the first better part of four months of the year now to be where we're at, as I've said last week is, is incredible. If you told me that the Yankees will win 13 straight back in the middle of July, I, I don't even know what I would have done. I probably just would have had a stroke and you would have had to take me to the ER because that the, the team has been performing terribly. They were unable to get the job done in any respect, whether it was they needed a big start from one of their guys in the rotation. They needed one of their top bullpen arms to hold hold the hold down the fort. They needed the offense to come through against an inferior starting pitcher. They needed the defense to make routine plays. Nothing was working. Absolutely nothing was working. And it culminated to a 41 and 41 record on July 4th. And now look at the Yankees. They're 24, uh, 22 games over 500. And more than anything we could have expected at this point. However, if we do want to talk about problems, consistent problems, I think we do have to talk a little bit about Chad Green. People defending Chad Green. Look, I get it. Chad Green's a solid reliever. I like him on my team. I like when he's deployed properly. Do I think he's necessarily been deployed properly for much of this year? Eh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not going to overly critique Aaron Boone. I think he's been good at managing the bullpen, um, especially as of late. But um, Chad Green's clearly been a liability when he's had to uh, hold leads or or pitch when the game is tied in the later innings. Um, and that's not I'm not really making this up. Um because he's allowed 16 home runs uh, since the start of 2020. And guys, that's simply not good for a reliever. I don't really, I don't know how else to kind of put it. Um, The only pitcher, according to Katie Sharp, the stats queen, she appears on Talking Yanks, I'm sure you guys know her. Um, The only MLB pitcher that has allowed more home runs as a reliever is Heath Hembree, who has surrendered 19 since the start of 2020. Heath Hembree, former Boston Red Sox, was 
when you remember when he used to come into games against us, we would celebrate. He was awful. I can't even believe he had as long of a career as he did with the Red Sox. Um, another funny tidbit on Chad Green, also per Katie Sharp. You can follow her on Twitter at KT Sharp. Um, Chad Green has had 11 home runs this season. That's four more than any other Yankees reliever. So there's a clear problem. Um, his effectiveness has certainly gone down. You look at his stats. They don't entirely suggest that he's he's experiencing a down year. Um, overall, solid across the board. 3.18 ERA, 0.87 whip, 78 strikeouts in 68 innings. But the home runs have been have been the problem. Um, and uh, I, the manner in which he he mixes up his fastball curveball has been a little bit of a problem. I don't know what I don't know how to diagnose Chad Green. I don't know the the entire issue. Again, another one, according to Katie Sharp, um, on 670 of his fastballs, he's allowed five home runs on 370 curveballs. He's allowed six home runs. Um, so maybe throw the fastball more. I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, if you think Chad Green should be coming into games after Jonathan Loisega, I think you got your priorities a little bit messed up. Um, Jonathan Loisega has been absolutely tremendous this year in just about every spot he's been put. He's, I think he's had two bad outings this year. Chad Green has had a lot more than that. And I think even if he's had, even if he only had like three or four bad outings, the one outing he had against the Houston Astros was truly unforgivable. I know that was also Aaron Boone's fault for overworking him that week, but I mean, absolutely insane blow to blow that lead in the ninth inning. And that's kind of summed it up because Teams have teed off on him, uh, especially this year. Not consistently, but once again, in on on a multitude of occasions. He has six losses on the year, dude. That's a lot for a reliever. That is a lot. Uh, he has a record of seven and six, which I didn't even think was possible. He's probably has, he probably has more numbers in his record than a lot of starting pitchers do at this point. It's, it's truly crazy. Um, but yeah, something something needs to be done. I, I think Chad Green is val- he's a very valuable fireman reliever. I would. I would have supported and much more been on board with Aaron Boone bringing him in when he brought in Jonathan Loisega last night. It's lower leverage innings. I don't know if it's a thing where Chad Green can no longer handle the higher leverage innings. I don't know if it's just a simple case of bad luck this year. Um, we don't know the answers. We're just here trying to figure out what might be best for the team. I think at this point, yes, I like Jonathan Loisega coming in early. He shuts it down, and if the Yankees truly need um, to hold on to a lead or preserve the tie and trust the offense for the later innings. Yeah, I do think Loisega in certain situations is the right call. But at this point, I think if we're talking sixth, seventh inning, I think, I think, or, or fifth, sixth inning, I, I think at this point, that's, that's probably, that's probably Chad Green territory now. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he's got a role on this team. I think he's a valuable, he's a valuable asset. Uh, he just needs to be utilized properly. And that and that's what it comes down to. Um, so anyway, the Yankees lose last night because he allows a home run to Tony Kemp in the bottom of the eighth two run shot. Uh, the uh, in the at bat uh, before that, um, the A's managed to uh, get a double um, off the bat of Mark Canha. Um, it was a rocket out to left field. Uh, should have should Joey Gallo have caught it. I thought it was a tough play. Um, either way, get get more evidence that. Chad Green was being hit hard again. I think he's given, I think he's, I think there were like three or four balls that he gave up in this outing um, that were over a hundred miles an hour. Um, 
So clearly getting tagged um, and whatnot. So uh, Tony Kemp hits the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, the Yankees didn't make it at all interesting in the ninth. Um, unlike the day before on Saturday when they were down, what was it, 3 nothing heading into the ninth. I think the first time they trailed by three or more runs this entire month. Aaron Judge blasts a two-run homer. John Carlos Stanton just misses the hanging curveball. Um, and then uh, Joey Gallo grounded out to end it. Um, very close, but what are you going to do? You simply can't win them all. You have to be happy with this result. It's even it's even kind of good because the Red Sox lost yesterday. They blew a lead to the Indians in the bottom of the eighth inning. Um, and then the A's win, and they get another game on the Red Sox in, in the wild card. Wouldn't you rather face the A's in the wild card? Or wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have the, the, yeah, wouldn't you rather face the A's in the wild card or the A's at any point in the playoffs in the Red Sox? I sure would. I really don't want to have to run into the Red Sox and the Rays in the same playoffs. Not, not going to be pleasant. So um, you got to look at it from uh, that kind of perspective. It, it, we weren't going to sweep the series. Winning the series was possible. It didn't happen, whatever. Now we go face the Angels. Red Sox lose uh, an extra game, in the, uh, lose a game in the wild card to the A's and all is right in the world. Um, really not bad guys. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more stuff. So stay tuned. Listen to the ad. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Welcome back, everyone. Yanks Go Yard podcast here. I'm your host, Thomas Carinante. Once again, Adam Weinrib on vacation, enjoying life. Give it up for the guy. You know, taking, taking time off, very important for your mental health nowadays. We're enjoying it. We're loving it. I like I like being here talking to you, talking into the void. Um, I don't know if you're listening to me. I don't know if you care. Some of you downloaded my last episode. That's pretty cool. Um, really fun stuff. Uh, so what do we talk about next? Are we really going to preview the series up uh, coming up with the Angels and then and then the Orioles this weekend? Not really. Corey Kluber's coming back tonight, which is pretty cool. Uh, do we know what to expect? Uh, not entirely. I like that he's back now, though. I think he's going to get some good mileage uh, and um, uh, ex- uh, experience over this next month to be prepared for the postseason, which which truth be told, the Yankees signed Corey Kluber and all of you were freaking out about money. Oh, my God, we gave him eleven million dollars. Who cares? Once again, I understand there is there's a point in time where you do need to care about money because the Yankees will spend too much and then they will say, oh, well, we spent too much. Now we need to restrict ourselves, and then that affects the next offseason or the next trade line, deadline, whatever. But we paid Corey, Corey Kluber this money to give us some sort of relief in the regular season. I think everybody knew he wasn't going to pitch a full regular season. The money here was for him to pitch in the postseason. Corey Kluber is two-time Cy Young winner, tremendous pitcher. You want his pedigree in October. That, that's when you want to see the effectiveness. Sure, you would like to see it for most of the year, but that was never going to be a reality because of the shoulder injury he was coming off of and the forearm injury he was coming off of the year before. He pitched like 36 innings over the last two seasons. The Yankees knew they weren't getting a whole lot out of him. They'd rather see him in the playoffs. I know he hasn't. Hey, look, if you take out his starts against the Yankees in the playoffs back in 2017, 
they tattooed him nine earned runs and six and uh, a third innings across two starts in that ALDS. He's been a pretty damn good pitcher. Um, he shut down Boston back in 2016 during the World Series run. He dominated the Blue Jays that same year in the ALCS. Three great starts against the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. 2.81 ERA and three starts. Bad luck they didn't win it. Um, and then he gets shelled by the Yankees in 2017 and knocked around by the Astros in 2018. So what are you going to do at that point? Those are two very, very good offenses. Um, and uh, you're not going to be perfect in the postseason. Just ask Clayton Kershaw about that. But anyway, the money spent on Kluber was to lengthen the rotation for the postseason. And then you're looking at something good. You're looking at Garrett Cole. You're looking at Kluber. You're looking at Jordan Montgomery. You're looking at Nestor Cortez. Maybe Luis Severino's back to throw to come out of the bullpen. I don't know, but that, I think that's a that's a four that's a that's a cast of four starters that is that I think many Yankee fans would be optimistic and happy about after what we've trotted out there in the playoffs over the last decade and a half or whatever it's been. Um, so Kluber is back tonight. He'll be facing the Angels. The Angels are bad, dude. So let's not get uh, let's let's not let's not ride low on this on this A series because we weren't able to close it out in the final two days. These are fighting for their playoff lives. They're a contender with, with over 70 wins. Um, and they're a top to bottom, very good team, good starting rotation, solid bullpen, pesky offense. They work the count, very good defense. So I don't know how you're going to, once again, I still don't know how you're going to be mad, but anyway, we come into this one. The angels have lost six of their last eight. The one with the two wins they have over that span were, a victory <laughs> dude holy shit i did not see this they gave up 31 runs to the orioles in those three games oh my god they lost two of three to the orioles um in the middle of last week and then they come home to face the padres for a two-game series two-game series they didn't play yesterday what am i looking at i guess they didn't play yesterday all right uh two-game series against the padres they lose the first one and they win the second one but they got swept by the Indians uh, last weekend and then lost the series to, to uh, Baltimore in the middle of this week and then um, and then lost to the Padres and then split the series with the Padres. Have not been playing good baseball, the Angels, uh, 64 and 67. Not really a good team, not really a surprise. Um, we know back in the beginning of July or the end of June, whichever it was, I tried to erase it from my memory, uh, Adam, and I agreed with him, pronounced the, the season dead after um, that double rain delay, Aroldis Chapman, game time, Grand Slam, Lucas Litke, uh, what did he surrender? Two to three runs to blow that game uh, against the Angels in the Bronx. Uh, truly one of the worst experiences in life, in first world life as a sports fan. Um, we know life can get a lot worse than this, guys. So just remember, everything's a luxury at this point. You're sitting here, you're listening to Yankees talk. You're criticizing the Yankees on Twitter behind your egg emoji. Life's good for you. I, I think I, I think you've done all right at this point. Anyway, we we pronounced the Yankees season dead because we couldn't even believe that that would be an outcome. I mean, we did in the back of our minds, but like we couldn't actually believe it happened. Um, unbelievable turn of events. Um, and here we are back in L.A. Uh, West Coast road trip continuing. <sighs> Three games left. Maybe we could just get the job done here with a nice, nice little, and I'll take a series win. I'm not going to get greedy with the sweep. Uh, we do have to face, uh, we got to face Otani in this one. And uh, Jaime Barria, who, uh, who is not good, but I think 
he managed to show us up a couple of times earlier this year. I don't even remember. They have this, they have this weird cast of pitchers, the, uh, the angels. And I, I really don't understand it, but um, assuming the Yankees can utilize uh, their momentum because they still have momentum. You won 13 of 15. You're in a great spot. Um, you beat down an inferior team like the angels. You return home to face the Orioles uh, and orders restored. Um, meanwhile, um, we got some divisional opponents going at it. The Red Sox are heading to Tampa um, and they'll be there for the next four days. I'm not rooting for either team. I mean, I'll never root for the Red Sox at any point in time. Even if even if it meant to save the universe, probably. I, I really don't think I would. Um, and the only time I would root for the Rays is if they needed to spoil some team season that I hate like the Red Sox. But now the Rays are ahead of us by six games. Um, so I'm not necessarily rooting for anything. I will, as Adam said, very, very um, articulately, I will root for whatever outcome because I don't have control over what the universe does. And that's what we'll do. The Red Sox win. Cool. Maybe we win and gain ground on the Rays. The Rays win. Great. Keep booting the Red Sox out of the playoff picture. Get them out. Don't want to see them or sniff them at all in the playoffs. Um, And then the Rays will have a weekend series against the Twins. Twins, maybe you do us a favor. Who knows, man? Um, And then they're back in Boston the week after. So that's a loaded week for the Twins. Um, and a uh, loaded week for the twins, loaded week for the Rays. Um, and maybe we see, maybe we see some stuff flip. I don't know. Um, but certainly the Rays going 18 and one against the Orioles has not helped us at all. Um, speaking of, let's go back to the Yankees. Let's talk a little bit more about the Yankees. What do we got? What happens here? Um, uh, let's see. Future of the bullpen. What do we want to talk? Nah, let's talk about what's happening now. What's happening right now. Glaber Torres goes on a rehab assignment. Uh, he was with the Somerset Patriots on Sunday night. Hit a home run. Great, right? I guess my question is, and I'm not trying to stir the pot. Don't whine. Please don't whine. I'm sick of the Twitter whining. Just, just let's, have a, let's have a conversation. There are questions that exist. There are concerns that exist. Just because you read a headline or you read a statement doesn't mean that's what it is at face value. We have questions. I want to know what's going to happen to Glaber Torres. Necessarily, do I want to know what's going to happen to him this year? Mm, no. I think even though there's been some knee-jerky reactions from fans about Andrew Velasquez taking his starting job, that's just simply not going to happen. Andrew Velasquez has 86 games of MLB experience. Um, Gleyber Torres is a two-time All-Star. I know at second base, not at shortstop. I know Velasquez has the instincts to be a shortstop, and Gleyber Torres necessarily does not. Um, I know Andrew Velasquez is a switch hitter, which certainly helps balance the lineup, but his bat doesn't compare to Gleyber Torres' bat when Gleyber Torres is able to actually be atop his game. We unfortunately have not seen that over the last few seasons for reasons unknown. We'll never know the reason we can, we can safely assume that it's because he's not entirely comfortable at shortstop. I don't think you need anything else to prove to you that he, uh, aside from watching the game, that he's not exactly the truest of shortstops. Um, Has he been improving? Yeah. He's certainly made some nice plays. He's certainly been, able to make a lot more of those routine plays that used to make us shake whenever a ground ball was hit his way. Um, so I, I don't think we can count on Andrew Velasquez keeping this, keep, keeping this, uh, keeping the starting shortstop job. I think he's the first one to probably go down when Torres is activated. Um, but what does the future hold for Glaber Torres? That that's a bigger question. Why, why do I ask that? Because you have Anthony Volpe 
who is now the Yankees' top prospect in the entire organization. That's how that's how good of a season he's had. I don't need to sit here and regurgitate his stats. Um, you can go look that up for yourself. Single A, high A, absolutely dominating. He's got an OPS over a thousand. He's a he's a solid defender. He hits for power, average, steals bases, does whatever you need him to do. Oswald Peraza, a level ahead of him. He's at Double A Somerset. Same type deal, not exactly as uh, on fire as Volpe is this year, um, but Peraza is very similar. Uh, hits for power, hits for average, steals bases, plays solid defense. Then you factor in the Yankees drafting Trey Sweeney, also a shortstop, but I will admit here, upon drafting Sweeney, he did play shortstop, but there was uh, widespread belief among scouts that that would not be his primary position in the big leagues. They thought maybe third base. They thought maybe the corner outfield spots. Uh, true shortstop from uh, for Trey Sweeney, not entirely. Um, but nonetheless, he's listed as a shortstop in the organization. He's already cracked the top 10 prospects. He's number seven, according to MLB.com. And then we got one more thing to factor in for you. The Yankees are the favorites. I don't think it's final yet. We learned uh, late last week that the Yankees are the front runners to sign number one international prospect, Roderick Arias. I believe that's how you say his name. And he is also a shortstop. That's four shortstops that will probably be in your top 10 by the start of next year if they sign Arias. So what does that mean for Glaber Torres? Somebody tell me. Because if Volpe and Peraza keep tearing it up, there's really no... It's not crazy to think that they could be at another level bumped up before this year ends. Remember, the minor league season was extended because it started late. Um, I don't know what this means. Uh, if Glaber Torres, especially, I, I think it partially defend, depends on what happens down this final stretch and into October. Glaber Torres can't really get on track and show that his bat and his glove, his bat is back and his glove is capable of defending up the middle where they put him. Um I think they have greater questions to answer this offseason. Do they trade him? I don't know. I don't think I don't really think you trade him. But then again, you look at the rest of the infield and you're like, are you going to trade Gio Urshela? Because if you move Glaber back to second, that means DJ LeMay, who's going to third. And you're probably not trading that DJ LeMay who contract after the season he's had unless you eat money. And the Yankees probably don't want to eat money. And then you look at Gio Urshela, who could be a tremendous trade chip. But do the Yankees really want to get rid of? his clutch bat and his sure-handed glove at the hot corner, which has been, which has been a godsend since he's arrived in the Bronx. I don't know. Once again, I don't know the answers. All I do know is that the Yankees have a ton. Either Look, either way, this is a great two-pronged approach by Brian Cashman. He's stockpiling talent, regardless of position. I don't think he's going after shortstops and saying, oh, we're going to put pressure on Gleyber Torres. I think he's going after good players and he's going to deal with whatever problem arises later. What, what would that problem be? One problem, Glaber Torres is not good at shortstop and you need to move him. And then you either need to promote a shortstop from within or sign a new one. Okay, great. We could do that. We have the organizational depth. We have the money. Those two things can happen. Other scenario, Glaber Torres is good, proves to be the shortstop of the future. And then you just have an overload of top shortstop prospects in your system that could be used as trade assets for an off-season deal or uh, some sort of deal next year's deadline when this team is trying to uh, hopefully go for it all when in the one last window they have because so many of these guys are going to be hitting free agency after 2022. Or maybe you just move Torres back to second, promote one of these guys from within, 
shift around the infield a little bit. Maybe DJ goes to third. Maybe DJ's gone. Maybe Geo stays at third. Maybe Geo's gone. I don't know. And then you sign somebody else. I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and come up with scenarios for you, but it's a good problem to have. I, th- I don't, I don't think the Yankees or, or you just trade Glaber Torres in the off season. Do we support that? Not entirely. I'd like to see him live out his true potential in pinstripes, though. We don't know if that's possible, um, but he certainly has value. He's a young player with all-star talent who can play theoretically play two positions. I understand you might not want him as your shorting starting shortstop, but on any given day, he can fill in at shortstop or a lesser organization who wants to take a chance, might just start him at shortstop. I don't know, but either way, he's an all-star second baseman. He's proven it two years. Um, and he's been good in the postseason for the Yankees. That's, that's no question. I think this Yankees team absolutely needs Glaber Torres to get back to where he was, um, 2019 levels that will make this team the truly unstoppable force that it has envisioned itself, uh, to eventually be. Um, so that's why I don't think that Velasquez has any chance to hang on to this position through September, even though some people have suggested that smart people, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's fun to think about Velasquez is from the Bronx. You already know it. Um, he's come up and he's contributed to this Yankees uh, August win streak um, in a really significant way, whether it's playing reliable defense or getting a couple of clutch hits or stealing a couple of bases when he's been called upon. Um but don't expect it to happen longer. The Yankees want to see this entire experiment play itself out. Glaber Torres is very much part of that experiment for 2021. For after 2021, though, we can't say what the deal is going to be. We just provide you a bunch of scenarios and uh, a bunch of other um, happenings around the organization that could change that. So, look, guys, Yankees, winners of 13 of the last 15, 21 and 6 in the month of August. They have six games coming up against two inferior teams. There's no reason to be down on this team, even though the offense didn't look great these last two nights, even though the bullpen let us down last night. It's going to happen. Losses, I understand you feel invincible after those first few games, after the first few games in Oakland, because you staved off Oakland's wild comeback, wild 6-0 comeback in that opener, and then you win the second game handily with with, with an offensive explosion. Great. That's not going to happen every night. We just won 13 in a row. Enjoy it. Back in the playoff picture. People are feeling good. Let's keep the positive vibes going. Joey Gallo, amid the win streak, said that the locker room was the most relaxed and fun that he's ever seen and that well, arguably one of the most relaxed and fun he's ever been a part of. Don't you want that? We don't want to be the Mets booing their players incessantly and then having the players boo them back. You don't want to be that. We want to be... Yes, we're going to hold this team accountable. Absolutely. If this team is performing like trash, we already saw we they already been they already were held accountable through the middle of July. Now, now that they're delivering some of the goods and getting back on track and bringing us a semblance of a championship uh caliber a potential championship caliber season, I'll use select my words carefully there. They, we have to be in their corner. There cannot be getting pissed off after a 13 game win streak gets snapped or splitting a four-game series against a, 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 a very obvious playoff contender. Get real, guys. Enjoy it. Um, and we got the Angels tonight. Corey Kluber is back on the mound. Uh, hopefully, we see some improvement from him. I don't know if we'll see a whole lot of length. Uh, they're going to want to get him out there. They're going to want to see uh, 
him being able to locate his pitches, throw throw all of his pitches, obviously. Um, so I'd say expect three, four innings from him. I wouldn't I wouldn't really expect more than that. Um, and then we'll use the rest of the bullpen. Um, but anyway, we'll see how tonight goes. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. I'll be solo again. We got a guest for you later in this week. All fun stuff. All things looking up, guys. Be happy. Smile. Yankees. Yankees looking good right now. Despite a two-game losing streak. Yankees looking good. Should have you feeling good. Um, until next time, guys. My name is Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. My co-host, Adam Weinrib, on vacation. You can find him on Twitter, at Adam Weinrib. Um, and you can also find us on the Yanks Go Yard official Twitter account, at Yanks Go Yard FS. You can also head on over to YanksGoYard.com. Uh, and look at all the content we have for you there. Pretty riveting stuff. A lot of discussions going on. Um, a lot of stuff we're talking about on this pod, stuff that we expound upon, things you're going to want to read about, things you're going to want to uh, comment on, and things that we want to hear uh, from you, quite frankly. Um, be sure to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to drop that five-star review. and eh, maybe a four-star. I'm not going to get greedy. We're pretty good. We might not be perfect every night. We're certainly not perfect when I'm hosting this thing by myself. So drop a four-star review. Uh, leave us a mailbag question, even if it's a personal one. Why Why am I an asshole? I don't know. Um, but until then, we'll talk to you Wednesday. Have, guys, have, have a great Monday and Tuesday. Let's get two wins, and then we'll be, we'll be having a real good pot on Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard, day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington said she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.